0: Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast!
1: You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. And if you want to stay up to date with us, please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. You can also find us on YouTube at Timeblaster Toys, also at Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to your hosts. First and foremost, we've got Keith and Joe Keith. How's it going today? It is going pretty good. How are you, Dave? Not too shabby. And Joe, how about yourself? Things are looking good, Dave. Thank you. All right. We are ALIVE alive and kicking here in Time Blaster Toys in beautiful Westland, Michigan. It's a windy Sunday afternoon. Actually, it's still morning. Wouldn't you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like the earliest I've woke up in a long time today same here especially for a sunday so joe i know you uh let's introduce everyone to what time blaster toy cast is what can they expect out of this so this podcast is going to
1: cover all things 80s and 90s nostalgia pop culture everything that we grew up on and today's episode is going to focus on wwf hasbro series one
2: yeah i mean I've, i've got a lot to say about wwf hasbro so i thought it would be cool to break it down series by series and uh have a walk down memory lane, man. Let's talk about stuff that we may have not have thought about in a long time.
0: All right. Anything we want to talk about before we jump into uh, these beautiful Hasbros here? Anything new, exciting, fun going on? Anybody see the Batman? <laughs> I did not see
2: the Batman. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have seen the Batman. But, I want you know, to see the Batman. It's too long, man. Three hours with kids. I, I can't see the Batman. That's definitely one you go to without kids. <laughs> a
0: lot of kids running around the theater for bathroom breaks. but um, Young yeah, kids? young kid yeah like okay. like six to uh, it was it felt very r to me i was like yeah. why wow, there's a lot of car- kids in here uh very good very very good i highly recommend it um i had my doubts on bob pat as a as, uh, batman but he was excellent uh, as batman kind of a shitty bruce wayne but um yeah, he, he did he did a good job riddler very cool character highly recommend the batman don't recommend watching with the children though anything else new and exciting going on with you guys or, or toys
1: um, well on youtube i just dropped a video ripping open two aew blaster boxes so make sure you check that out
2: oh did you upload that today? if you're into that did you upload that today
1: that got uploaded yesterday oh. at 5 30 p.m
2: oh okay yeah man i don't know let's do this so we are talking wwf hasbro series one these figures came out, and uh, I believe it had to be like the spring of 1990. And uh, yeah,
1: definitely was 1990.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I thought we should start with like our first memories of the figures, maybe like where we saw them in the stores. I'm crazy, and I could probably tell you every single store I bought every single figure in. So I guess I'll start. I remember. Spring 1990, I'm in KB Toys in Mm. Fairlane Mall.
1: Fairlane Mall.
2: Looking at the Ninja Turtles. Look over. What are these? What are these? We've got Hasbro WWF figures. They're like four and a half inches tall. You know, prior to that, all you had was LJNs, which were huge. And uh, I was shocked, man. That was like pre pre internet, where you didn't know when toys were coming out. Right, Right. Yeah. The only way you found out was when you were in the toy store
0: when did the commercial start for these
2: after for sure because was, yeah because yeah, i i mean i remember when i saw them i was like what are yeah these? i remember
1: seeing the toys before the commercials yeah for the sure. toys
2: probably came out maybe or excuse me the commercial maybe a year later i don't know but uh so anyways Fairlane mall 1990 first figure i i choose to to buy is uh jake the snake roberts mm. baby
1: with the snake
2: with the snake so i can remember hasbro's the way when i first saw them and maybe like for the first few months that i saw them on the shelves they weren't all released at the same time they came out like in waves and uh i know for a fact that the first five that i saw everywhere we're talking toys r us Children's palace you had jake the snake you had ravishing rick rude million dollar man ted dibiase and then x and smash of demolition those were like the first five that you could find on shelves
1: right my very first one was ted at kmart which kmart it was the one. It was the Super K, in Lincoln Park. Okay. The one that's a Meijer now.
2: Oh, I got you.
1: Super Kmart, and it was Ted DiBiase, and I had to beg my mom to get that. I will never forget that day.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean, once I saw them, they were everywhere. But like I was saying prior to that, you know, all there was was L J N. So these are mm-hmm. like huge, massive action figures. They don't scale with any other toys. So the idea of taking you know a wrestling figure and having it hang out with a ninja turtle right. you couldn't do it with an LJN these things you know they towered over everybody else right but uh, these hasbros they changed the game man wrestling figures fit in with everything at that point
0: so real quick here we talked about our, you talked about your first um, toys that you guys both bought um, what before we dive too deep who are the who what was the first series who was everyone in it So you had, we'll just start here, because we got them all right in front of us.
1: So we had Axe and Smash, Demolition. We had Rick Rude, the Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, uh, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Akeem, Jake the Snake, Andre Warrior, and Ted DiBiase.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know for sure Jake was the first one I got, and pretty quickly after that, I had to beg my mom, but I'm like, I have no one for this guy to wrestle. Right. Um, So DiBiase was second. You're a kid, you're 7, 8 years old at the store, you need the dude with the accessories and that was Jake and that was DeBiasse with the million dollar belt. That's right.
1: I think that was one of the drawing points of Ted was the belt.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, so so that's the first five. I don't know. I mean, the first five in my mind, like I said, I break it down by how I found them. Yeah. You know, Jake with the punch, great figure. It's got gear based on what sometime in 1989 yeah, e- either one of you guys, sure.
1: Dave Joe, you can you it's definitely late '80s because I remember
2: those uh, those tights. And then you got DiBiase in the black suit. You got Ax and Smash the Demolition. Uh, by far, my favorite tag team as a kid. I love those guys. My uh, Demolition figures. I think I bought two rings just yeah. so I could have two belts for the uh, tag team championship gold for them.
1: They're definitely very toyetic.
2: <clears throat> and then you got Ravishing Rick Rude, probably the weakest figure in the line, as far as I'm concerned. Way too skinny. He's not
0: <laughs> Definitely not jacked. Enough. See, it's funny, because that was my first figure. So yeah, Rick like, Rude? Yeah, so like Easter of 90 had to have been, when. that's when you said they came out, with spring of 90. So my Easter basket had two guys in it, it was Rick Rude and Brutus Beefcake. And I'm like, both these guys were in pink and black, oh, but man. I at least had two guys to, to play with. My older brother had Macho Man and... I don't remember the other one. It might have been DiBiase, because we only had like six for a long time. Yeah. And DiBiase was one of them, and then the other two was uh, Hogan and uh, Macho Man. So we had Hogan, Macho Man, Beefcake, Rick Rude, DiBiase, and um, who was the other guy I said? Yeah, Brutus, Rude, Hogan, DiBiase, Macho. Maybe awesome, I said Macho man? twice. Uh, I know we had one of the Demolition guys, but Smash. Axe eluded us for a long time. Oh, man. And then um, Warrior... Being like a seven year old kid in 1990, of course, I wanted Ultimate Warrior. And he was like the, him and Boss Man were the hardest two to find. My cousin got Jake the Snake um, for his birthday in October. And I think Jake and Warrior were the two that we just didn't have. And they were like the last two to find and get. Um, But all of them, I remember having them all eventually. Um, By that point, I think series two and three were probably out, but focusing on series one. Andre also was a hard find. I feel like it took a long time before we got Andre, but. Beefcake and Rick Rude were my first two. Wow. And um, to the accessories point, Beefcake had the the Clippers. Shears, baby, yeah. But uh, who else, did anybody else have accessories other than DeBiasi? Uh, Cake, so and So in this beefcake? series,
2: Beefcake had the shears, yeah, and yeah. Bossman had his trusty nightstick, which I have since lost. But yep. um, So yeah, the four of them had the accessories. But yeah, I mean, finding these figures for me as a kid it wasn't hard. I don't know. I was at toy stores all the time, even yeah. when I was six, seven years old. So. It was just a matter of, like, them coming out for me right. to get them. You know? Plus, like
1: distribution in the 90s was a hell of a lot better than it is now. Oh, you yeah. could walk like, in a store, pegs full of these figures.
2: For sure, yeah. yeah. Like, when, the, when these figures came out, any store, and they were everywhere, right? Yep. Uh, yes. saw You got yep. yours at Kmart. Kmart. I got mine at KB. Target. They at, yep, they were at Target. They were at Meyer. They were everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, those first five uh, that i talked about earlier i remember them being there the ring was immediately available so i got the ring pretty quickly had those five and then it was at that point when you're a kid back in 1990 the only way you even know which figures are out is on the card back right yes absolutely. You're not on you can't go on the internet it's literally flip the card over look at the back oh man i need all these dudes yep. so it's i just, saved
1: the card back that yeah. was my checklist
2: yeah you know crossing them out mm-hmm. who you got on the back mm-hmm. but so it was pretty quickly after. I don't know exactly how far after, but I remember Taylor Target still there mm. to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in there. It has to be summertime at that point. Hogan and Andre just Ooh, sitting on the pegs, and dude, I got him immediately. And it was just like all Hogan and all Andre. Yeah. That was it, just the two of them. So I'm thinking maybe cases of those two were shipped at some point, just because they were the two biggest names in the WWF, right? You know, right then. Right.
1: I had Hogan. Or Andre. Okay, here's my Hogan story, okay? I was, um, I don't want to say I was deprived, okay? I had the LJN Hogan, right? I think we all had LJN Hogan, yeah. correct? Probably a few. Now, in my mom's eyes, I love the woman, um, I already had a Hogan, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you're She wife. did not care that he was Half 40 inches taller than everyone <laughs> else. I was not getting another Hogan. I didn't get Hogan until Series 3. Oh, my. Yes. Man, your mom was hardcore. So, Hogan wasn't in my fig fed for a while. He just towered over everyone else. Yep. He cut promos in the back. That was it. <clears throat>
2: yeah, so you got Hogan with the press slam. Super cool figures. got the trademark Hulk rule shirt. Got the headband. Got the hairline that's very, very <laughs> generous, which all Dude, Hogan toys were. For real, though. And then you got Andre with that classic, I don't even know what you call that, action. You know, pull him back. and he, Ah, yeah, that's a good question. It's a giant jolt. Is that what his card the back giant says?
1: Jolt. It might. It could be i don't remember where i got andre i want to say target probably
2: well andre hasbro that even back then man when dudes left the company they stopped producing the figures so that like andre was not around that long like on the shelves you know it's probably maybe that first few assortment or first few shipments of the figures
0: and that's why his price is what it is today yeah yeah, how many Andres were there in the Hasbro field? Just, just that one. Just that one. Yeah, just the series one. For some reason, I do not seeing this figure here. I do not remember him having that action. I thought he had more of like the, uh, like the bear hug.
2: Yeah, the Hulkster, yeah. Hulkster yeah. hug. No, yeah, it's just this. Yeah, carded Andre. They're pretty rare, right? I mean,
0: you started to talk about the action of these guys. Um I guess you know you want to break down each guy what their action was with how you liked playing with them I suppose would be the next logical path that we take this discussion but um who were your guys' favorite actions of this series? I can tell you I was not a fan of the jumpers.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't like the legs together. You know? That's why Series 1 Warrior was not my warrior. I used the other two.
2: Yeah. So what? I mean, as far as jumpers go, there's Warrior and Beefcake Yeah. both jump, which, yeah, you know, some people love the jumping action. I'm not real. Nope. Not a real big fan personally.
0: No, they stink. You can do drop kicks with them and flying shoulder tackles and that's about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, Warrior and Beefcake were two of my favorite guys at this time as a kid and they had like the crappiest figures and it was very disappointing. Um, I, I liked the guys like Macho Man. All the yeah. series they put out with a Macho Man, yeah, that, pose. that pose was perfect because you could do the drop kicks, the body slams, the elbow drops, clotheslines. You could do just about everything. Um, but what was, like, with the jumpers you talked about, that was what, like, this to describe to the people listening that have never played with a Hasbro toy, which is their loss. But it's, like, spring-loaded. You push them down. Not a fan. It's like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah so the Hasbro ring... You know, when it originally came out, the WWF ring in the 80s and the 90s had round ring posts. So when Mm -hmm. that ring first came out, it too had round ring posts, which I guess what the legend is, some kid tripped and fell on it and damn near impaled himself on the ring. So then they put platforms at the top of each turnbuckle post, which was, you know, cool because then in theory a jumper could stand on it and go flying off the top rope. But uh yeah, not, you know, not crazy about the jumpers. Uh, you know, that's Warrior and Beefcake. You got the classic, you know, wind-up punch action is pretty uh featured in this set. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Demolition mm-hmm. Smash is like that. Um, that. that's a cool action. That's probably my second favorite as opposed to the uh the clobber action, I guess. What do you call Macho's action where you lift his arm and both of them move wow. up and down at the same time? I don't even
1: remember what it's called. Is it just a I don't know.
2: Yeah, whatever I it is, that's a, that's a cool one. What about Rick Rude and his headbutt with his little uh, you know, punch-to-the-head action?
1: I mean, it's cool for only that specific move, but then he's just stuck like this. Unless you wanted him to flex.
2: He's so thin, right? Like he's, that,
1: he's extremely thin.
2: That mold never looked good with any figure until... Green card, final series, one, two, three, Kid. Then you're one, like, two, three, oh, kid. man, that's the dude that this mold was meant right. for.
1: and there's no way that Rude and Kid
0: should have the same body.
2: Yeah, even Ric Flair in this mm-hmm. mold, is, he just looks absurd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot you, you could do with that. But you could do a Rude Awakening, so that was awesome for me. Brutus Beefcake got a lot of Rude Awakenings um, as, as a child because, um, like I said, my first two figures were Rick Rude and Brutus Beefcake. And in comparison, they kind of stunk. But when you come from the LJNs that don't move, and you've got two little wrestling toys that fit perfectly in your childlike hands, that's the biggest. That was the biggest difference for me. Is like yeah. when you're seven years old, your hands are little teeny little things, and the LJNs were giant, clunky. They didn't move. So you get these Hasbro guys, you you get to play with them. And like I said, Beefcake and and Rude were my first two, and they had movable arms and things. So you could do a Rude Awakening. You could kind of do a sleeper hole with Beefcake. Um, but I, I loved those toys, even though once I got the others, I was like, these are the two worst yeah. actions you could possibly have. Um, I was going to ask a question about uh, the action of Beefcake, but we kind of talked about him being a jumper. But like that was a big thing with these toys, too, is they're, they're free hands. Like Beefcake had, like, in his right hand – he had, like, the scissor with the fingers. So you couldn't really do much with him there. And He wasn't the only one through the line that had weird hands uh, or different things on their hands. Um, I think in this series he might have been the only one, but through the years it feels like they tried to get signature poses in right. with the guy's hands. Like entrance hands. Yes. So,
1: yeah, we were talking about earlier Macho Man. His action is the elbow smash. So.
2: Oh, the elbow smash. It's there an elbow go. smash, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, in regards to this set, to me, the figure I wanted probably the most out of this first set as a kid is like I wanted Macho Man, yeah, right? right? Like I loved Macho Man, always have, always will. And I, I remember that whole it had to be a six month period. I find these in the spring of 1990. I've got my first five. I find Hogan and Andre, so there's still five more to go. And I remember, man, going everywhere, every store, looking, trying to find these figures until one day I'm in Children's Palace, Southgate, Michigan. Children's Palace, R.I.P. Best toy man. store ever. And uh, they're there, dude. They're all there, all 12, just hanging on the pegs from floor to ceiling, yeah. as far as the eye can see. And uh, needless to say, I gobbled all five of those up. My set was complete. I had my Macho. I had my boss man, my Akeem, my Brutus, my warrior. And uh, that was a great day for sure.
1: Those were the days. How did you feel as a kid about Macho's unpainted wrist tape? Uh, did, you, st- did you even notice right away?
2: Oh, I noticed yeah. for sure. <laughs> Like what is going on here? Why? Like, to this why day, you, I'm like, why? why would
1: you cut corners there?
2: You it know? is crazy, man. Like, but e- even still, with the flesh colored wrist tape, he's got the headband, he's got the glasses, he's got that classic WrestleMania four, five gear on. Yep, those
1: stars on the tights.
2: Yeah, awesome figure. Love, love the macho man.
1: Hasbro never made a ref. Who did you use as your <laughs> referee? <laughs> Why didn't they make a ref? Why didn't they make any managers? You know what I mean? Especially
2: after L J N made so many yeah. of the managers. But, Where's
1: Jimmy Hart, you know?
2: But I, I get Where's it. Brother Love? I get it now as an adult looking yeah. at these toys, like why they made the decisions that they made. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always thought, Man, why didn't they make a Hercules figure? Yes, why didn't Hercules. They make Dino Bravo? But you have to think about it it's like what to just a random kid walking yeah. down the toy aisle. You've got ninja turtles, you got Ghostbusters, Toxic Crusaders, and then there's just this Dino, dino bravo figure <laughs> just this canadian strongman dude in underwear right. nothing special about him like that's a hard sell
0: well i think too you mentioned hercules like his ljn didn't look anything like the hercules we remember he had like that funky gear but maybe the sales for that sucked also nobody bought the hercules ljn so why would you even put a hercules yeah. hasbro out
2: it's just these figures are toyetic right even if you don't like wrestling if you're a little kid you're like "Ooh, that's a police officer yep you know the big boss man or oh look at this guy ultimate warrior he's got the face paint he's colorful he looks like he belongs in 1989
1: that 80s hair yeah beautiful. you know
2: demolition jake's got the snake Br- brutus has the shears DiBiase. you know everybody needs a, a rich man to mm-hmm. you know he was the manager that's who i used <clears throat> so yeah going back to your question who'd you use as the ref uh Dude, I can't even remember. I don't think I ever – I think I was the ref, I right? I think it was
0: just my fingers, just, yeah. I think it was
2: my voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My hand was the ref.
0: Yeah, I, I, I served the purpose of commentary, referee, like oh, the yeah. whole nine yards. Yeah, like I sure. I did not – there's no need for a ref. I mean, managers, I do remember having DiBiase like, run the outside interference for guys. Bossman, I think, was another one I used uh, as the outside the ring for, for screw job finishes <laughs> that you don't even know when you're seven. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Now
0: if Hasbro would have made
1: a ref, would you have bought it?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah me I too. would have bought anything. I I bought everything. Yeah,
1: yep. <clears throat> a nice Earl Hebner.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think we've touched on a lot of the figures. One we haven't really talked about much at all yet is Akim, the African Dream, one half of the Twin Towers. So I remember when, you know, when these figures came out, by then Boss Man was a baby face, the Twin Towers were no more. But the figures were absolutely, when they were first designed, were meant to be a tag team. I'm assuming they were kind of like yeah. the tag team that you would face off against Demolition, because um, I can even remember on the card backs on the little bio card for Aki Boss Man Bossman, it would say like member of the Twin Towers, Twin but towers. there was a sticker that like covered it, a little black sticker. Right. Yep. And I remember peeling it off as a kid. You know, you know the art on the front of Bossman's card back, he's clearly a heel.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but Akeem you know interesting figure for sure Akeem
1: with the body slam action
2: he's got his entrance gear on he's got his entrance hat on uh he's super colorful he's got that same action as Andre
1: yeah the colors are very appealing
2: he's got that awesome fist where he lifts it and he looks like he's in the nation of domination (laughs) we are the nation so he's a pretty cool
1: figure yes I love Akeem
2: you know one action we haven't really talked about which I'm going to try to describe this on a podcast i'm not sure it's gonna work so when i was a kid first figure i got is jake the snake right and mm-hmm. he's got that action where you know you p- put his arm up and then you pull it straight back he's got that the
1: python punch
2: yeah so you pull it straight back and he punches there's a sp- you know there's a spring in his arm yep as a kid i did not understand that's what you were supposed to do right back. like yeah. i don't think i knew nope. what i think maybe like i thought you lifted his arm and it came down so i thought he was broke for like a long time mm-hmm. i was just like oh he just doesn't work and one day i'm just you know dicking around with my toys and i look at it and i decide to pull it back and i go oh my <laughs> god he does a freaking jab i didn't even know it like literal months of my life before i realized how that action works time to rebook
0: the whole show no,
2: seriously could have been jabbing people this whole time did didn't they
0: have on the cards the action that the guy did that like told you how to yeah, he actually used yeah. the Yeah, toy. there was like
2: a couple visual cues. Sailor arrow probably said, pull it straight back. But we're not looking at that. No, I don't think I really ever had a, you know, it's a cool action. At the time, you know, you're seven years old. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever, you know, I never had a figure that did anything like that. So, yeah, it took me a minute, but I figured it out.
1: It would have been cool if Jake came with a snake bag. That would have been cool,
2: yeah. <clears throat> yeah so is any figure from this set you think they're missing anything would you change anything from any of these guys like you know, besides
1: at, the style i'd get rid of all the jumpers but besides that
2: yeah i mean i would absolutely if i had my choice ravishing rick rude would get a totally oh yeah
1: total reward. more jack and, no 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 yeah not the headlock punch
2: i don't even really like his head that much i would i would change a lot about rick rude personally but you know outside of him
1: and he had a lot uh he had more gear that would have
0: translated better to toy.
2: Yeah, well, they kept it pretty simple yeah. here in the first series.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much his LJN gear, too, wasn't it? Like, pretty similar.
2: Yeah, his LJN gear had a little more color to it. There was pinks and purples and a little bit of white. But
0: but it was before he went total airbrush is what this toy was designed after.
2: Yeah, and there's no way Hasbro was going to do anything that looks oh, like airbrush. Strange, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, we do, do you touched on Macho Man not having the... The tape painted that was that was always uh, annoying to me um but that would be the one thing that i would have probably changed um outside of that like the demolition at this time i don't, did they have the entrance masks were they using the entrance masks yet because i thought that would have been a cool as a kid oh I they i mean those. on
2: tv for TV. sure yeah they always had yeah um you know and eventually in the next set the tag team set that came with them um had the masks. you know one thing we touched on or i mean that's been touched on a lot i'm sure a lot of people know i don't know if dave knows so i'm gonna tell him you ever notice this warrior he's got like the weight belt yep but it's on backwards
1: yeah because the thick part should be across the
2: back you know what i mean like in theory the yeah. you know the strap right they so put got, it on like a championship belt. Yeah, and as a kid I guess I never even realized, I'm just like whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense when you look at it, but when you're 7, you're just like whatever. I didn't notice them. But much I later. mean, so when was that figured out? A few years ago, people found the original blueprints yeah. and the reason like the reason that he has this is when this figure was originally made and the blueprints, he was wearing the Intercontinental Title Belt was molded on his body. Oh wow. Yep. So this was a, you know, an IC title. But along the way, Warrior got the big push. He beats Hogan. He becomes world champion. So they turned yeah. it. Instead of reworking the entire figure, they just changed this part of his belt and turned it into a right. backwards weight belt.
1: Because you couldn't put the world champ out as an IC champ.
0: So they had to scrap it.
2: That's pr- pretty cool to see. You'll have to look at those those blueprints. there on the internet somewhere.
0: So Dibiase came with a belt. We talked about the Warrior. You just talked about the Warrior. I did not know that. Having a belt molded onto his body. Did Hogan come with a belt, or did anybody come? When was the first non-million-dollar title introduced? Was that this series or another one?
2: Uh, yeah, at this time, the belt came well, with the ring. Yep. So when you got the ring, you got a championship belt. Really cool belt, looking back. Um, you know, the plates are painted like a silver mm-hmm. color, so they're not gold.
1: And they had but, the perfect spot to put it
2: but on yeah, table. Yep, so you had the, you know, the little table on the side with the, with the belt. You had the, <clears throat> the ring steps molded onto the ring mm-hmm. itself. I love that ring, man. Do you remember
1: when you got the ring?
2: I got it early. I can't remember exactly, but I mean, I know I was a very spoiled child. (laughs) My mom got me everything I wanted whenever I wanted it. So I guarantee you the first time I saw it, I had it.
1: Yeah, the ring I got for
2: Christmas. Okay, yeah. That
1: that was a major Christmas present was the ring.
2: I feel... when I think back of Hasbro's, I always associate them with Easter time, like yeah. springtime. Yeah. I feel like every year I got something Hasbro related for Easter. Yeah. So I probably got the ring and demolition or something like that. It, it was around that time. Dude, for it's, sure. it's
1: probably still my favorite ring up to this point.
2: The Hasbro ring. <clears throat> so was your ring, did you have the round ring posts or did you have the one with the little stand on the? I had
1: the little stands.
2: Okay. I know I, I, I had the original ring for sure. And then along the way I sent, uh, somehow I got a second one. I don't know, maybe like the ring ropes got two yeah. so stressed you, so, out. so
1: you could do war games.
2: For sure. And yeah. then, then you know, the yellow ring, we'll get to that. I had that one too. So That's it the was king, like Is
1: that the king of the ring ring? Yeah. yeah it yeah. was
2: like World War 3 in my house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dave, did you have the ring?
2: Yeah, we had
0: we had the ring. Um I remember when I first got them, we still had L.J. ring So
2: Oh god. Like, and those
0: dudes were swimming in that. But, ring. but it was great to play with the small guys in the big ring because I don't know about you guys. But yeah. You had exactly more hand room. Like, Absolutely. like, and that was the thing when the Hasbro ring first came out, like those ropes were so damn tight. And as a child, <laughs> when a term, when you, when you do these finishes where you take the turnbuckle off, cause you see like the, the finishes and matches with the turnbuckle, it was such a pain in the ass to get the, the ropes back through the little plastic turnbuckle and, and hook it back up. But uh, always needing mom or dad I was say, to "Mom tied
2: you. those ropes too tight for you." <laughs> I definitely didn't tie my own ropes.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing I was going to say about these figures that, as a kid, that jumped up to me was because the LJNs, yeah, that you had different body types, and like I said, we didn't—they didn't move. But when you got into these Hasbro's, the thing as a kid that I thought was so cool is their body types, for the most part, mirrored what they were. So like Andre was the biggest. Akeem was big. Boss Man had like a big belly. Um, Hogan was Jack, like everybody's body types looked pretty realistic and you didn't always have that with, with toys. And then through the years, like in other lines that came out, you had guys that weren't to scale per se. And Mm -hmm. I think the Hasbro's might've been ahead of their time with wrestling toys as far as being to scale um i mean rick rude was pro- of all these guys and we talked about how his dinky little body but he was probably it, the thinnest yeah, yeah he was, he was the most
2: lean dude for like, sure so
0: it kind of made sense in, in that um world when you think about it but that was what really stood out to me is you had different body types with different molds it wasn't the same mold for these big bodies either
2: yeah definitely i mean definitely at the start you know as far as unique molds go they were they were real good it took them a few series before they started reusing started arms reused and stuff. yeah yep. um But I mean, I don't know, I guess kind of starting to wrap up on Hasbro's, I know, you know, like prior to these figures coming out, so what, this is uh, spring '90. so I'm like, just turned eight years old. Prior to this, I was buying all sorts of stuff, man, Kenner Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, I was all in on all sorts of different lines of toys, but when these figures came out, dude, That all ended. All I cared about were these figures. They were the only toys I was buying or playing with for the next five years. And uh, I don't know, man. They're like by far my most favorite action figure line of all time. and i got so many memories about so many of the figures.
1: They are definitely up there. I had a hard time balancing Ninja Turtles and Hasbro's because I love the Turtles. Yeah. Loved them. So this is probably a close second to me was Hasbro.
0: Did you guys uh in your figure federations, I guess we'll call them, did you guys uh like book them yourselves? How did you decide who was going to win, lose? did you start with these guys, the LJ? Like how did how did that come about? Like did you have like a figure fed and who is your like top guy?
2: Man, that's a good point. I don't I'm not sure I necessarily know. I mean, as a kid, there's no way in hell I would play with these and LJNs together. No way. They're Unless
1: you're way... me and you had to use your Hogan.
2: <laughs> they're just way <laughs> they're just way too different. So, yeah, it was just these dudes. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I can assure you Hogan and Warrior weren't the top guys in my fed. They were no, 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 no. War- my Warrior figure was losing to everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think Axe and Smash were definitely top guys just because they looked the coolest.
2: Yeah, I guess based on like where, you yeah. know, like it, when I when we pulled these out today to look at them, some, yeah. mo, you know, half of these are probably my original figures. The other half I've had to replace over yeah. the years. But uh, I that has to be like my fifth demolition smash. Like, yeah, I was always a big uh, Barry Darso guy. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was trying to mimic anything on TV. I definitely was just booking my own shows. And using Axe and Smash a
0: lot. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Smash was actually like... Because the way I used to figure out who was going to win and lose matches, I, I had like a little notepad that I kept my shows that I had in there. But I would flip. i put them belly to belly, throw them in the air, and they would just flip. And then whoever landed on their stomach won, whoever landed on their back lost. Oh,
2: that's... That was, okay. that was how
0: I determined who was going to win and lose matches, and I kept track. Smash... Was my champion for a very long time until until I don't know series whatever Marty Janetti '93 Blue Pants
2: oh, came man. along. That's a long run and, so, and, until and, that figure came out. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, That's Smash was lost
0: here and there, but Smash was the top guy. He was always winning. I mean, he lost here and there, like I said, but until that Janetti came along, and then Janetti was an elite flipper. <laughs> like Janetti and Smash had quite the rivalry on top for that championship. Um, They're late, late on in the in the the federation. But yeah, Smash and Macho were always like my main event because they were just always won matches. They were good flippers.
2: That's funny you mentioned like yeah how you decide who wins. It just jogged a memory. That is true. You know, later on, once I had more figures, like, you know, you got 40 figures. Yeah. You lay out a card. It would just be, have a pile of figures behind your back, right? And you just reach behind the, your back. The blind grab. You just grab two. And you're just like, all right. This is. I it. would do like, you know, King of the Ring bracket style stuff. Yes. You know, oh, you guys. And then you take the new pile and you and you book a winner, man. And it would just be totally random.
1: That's how you had to do the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Every sure. entrant,
2: blind grab. I did the same <laughs> thing behind the back. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. I don't know, guys. Would we have uh, anything untouched Hasbro related we want to talk about? Series one. For series related, one? anyways. Um,
1: was there anyone slated to come out in Series one that didn't come out? I don't think so. Like no one got replaced. I can't remember.
2: No, no one got replaced. I know that out of this first series, uh, you know, at once these came out, it was pretty consistent. Every year you had a whole new batch of dudes for the next, you know, four yeah. or five years. So Series two's out. By, you know, spring 91, whole new slew of guys we'll talk about next time. But these figures would kind of get they, – they were still available at the same time, like Dave was saying where right. he got um, – you know, when he was shopping for the figures. You had Series 1 and 2 on the pegs. But I know for sure, like, Rick Rude and Andre, they were gone by the time Series 2 comes out. Like, they're right. not even in the company. So they're not, you know, as widely available at that time. But, no, I don't think anyone didn't get produced. These guys got produced, but there's probably, you know, there's definitely less Rudes and Andres out there compared to the rest of the guys. Actually, same for Akeem now that I think about it. Yeah,
1: Akeem too. All right, so who's your all-time favorite Hasbro in Series 1?
2: Oh, dude, uh, there's two for sure. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, man, it it's it's tight, dude. It's like trying
1: to pick your favorite child. It's yeah. just It's hard
2: macho man probably you know he's timeless that gears timeless the actions like we talked about every figure that came out after with that action were all great um so probably macho but Mm -hmm. demolition smash man he's a close second close second those are the top two for me for sure
1: it's a hard pick i think just because he was my first one ted is definitely in the top two but then i think
0: i think jake Jake, yeah jake is my favorite
2: yeah jake's a good one too
0: yeah, Jake was, like, the, the figure that I wanted the most because he looked the coolest, but...
2: And I mean, da- he had Damien, dude. Yeah. yeah. Frickin' Damien.
0: Yeah, Jake was, Jake was like, the one that you, you chased, or for me, I, I chased, but Rude and Beefcake, first two, like I said. Uh, but my favorite definitely definitely would be Macho and Smash as well. I mean, they they were the best flippers, so they won a lot of matches. <laughs> yeah. They looked cool. Their, their their figure poses, though, I think is what, what does it for me. Yeah. Um, and like Boss Man has similar hands to Smash, but like I don't know, he just didn't win that much. I think his belly—well,
2: the belly, thing is that you know back. a year later, Boss Man Two comes out looking all lean with the clothesline action, and no one touched this one at that point. Yeah, he was the that boss was a Man better. 2 boss was Man was way better than the first.
0: Much better boss, but yeah, first series is definitely Macho on Smash. I have to, I have to agree with that. Hogan, I, I mean, I guess it was just the Hogan bias, but I did not care about my Hogan figure at all. Like, yeah. just,
2: series 3 Hogan. Series 3 Hogan is way better than Series 1. I agree, Ball. yeah. I series 3 is probably yeah. the best Hasbro Hogan. Yeah,
1: and Plus, Bossman has that weird finger. What's going on with that finger that sticks out like
0: that?
2: <laughs> it bo- it
0: kind of bothers me.
2: Yeah, that is odd.
0: Alright, so I think that's going to do it this week for the uh, Hasbro discussion on Series 1. We'll get into more topics next week. So what are something that the, the folks that listen to the podcast here
2: uh, can look forward to on future Time Blaster Toycasts? well i mean we're winging it here this is clearly our first one so we had to start with the bang yeah we yeah. had to start with something we know you know like i could talk about these hasbros forever so if this goes over well and people yeah. like it i mean i'd like to talk ideally we talk about each series gets i think a, that's the gets plan. its own deal you know so maybe series two next there's a lot of uh, excellent figures in series two that i'm excited to talk about Including my man, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Mr. Perfect, one of the goats. Figure, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's so much wrestling to talk about. It's definitely going to be a staple on this show.
0: Will there be other types of toys? I know you alluded to this top, 80s, 90s nostalgia, but what are some other lines that you were looking forward to discussing?
2: Well, we got to do TMNT. Oh, for sure. Ninja Turtles. I already talked about. I could talk yep. about Ghostbusters. Let's talk about Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Oh, I mean, anything, dude. Any. Yeah. It's funny, like... I meet so many people here in the store from, like, all, you know, people that grew up in California, people that grew up in England, you know what I mean? And we all have a similar story or a similar childhood, and it's nuts. You know what? You can meet a dude for the first time and start talking about WWF Hasbros, and it's you got the same story as they do. Oh, I found right. him here. So we all have the shared experience and, you know, stuff that we care about. I know there's people out there that also do, so dude, no topic will be left untouched.
0: Very well said. So with that being said, those of you that want to hear something, feel free to comment, like, subscribe. Uh, I'm sure this is going to get posted out on the social medias. Feel free to comment on there. Uh, do what you do. What, do what you got to do. Leave a review. We appreciate reviews, subscriptions. There could be some incentive based subscriptions in the future here. But yeah, there's a lot, lot planned. This is the early stages of a of a, of a podcast. So give us your suggestions, your thoughts, your reviews. That's only going to help us m- get better and. Give you exactly what you want because that's what we're about here is a nice discussion and who doesn't love toys if if you find me someone who doesn't love toys. And uh, have them come to Time Blaster Toys and have a nice discussion with the owner here, Keith or, or Joe, because uh, I think they'll get their mind convinced on why toys are like the greatest thing in the world. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, subscribe to your YouTube channels at Time Blaster Toys and at Retro KO. All of our social media links and where to find us will also be in the show notes. We appreciate you all for listening to the first ever Time Blaster Toycast. We look forward to your thoughts.